You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. Match either we win or we learn, and today we learn. Abdacha, Austin, Shotagizabi. It's in field to Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Bella. Onside, 1 0. Blue fast shot. Oh my word. It's unbelievable. He ran around a bit like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans and available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markstone. I am the host of the show. No matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope you enjoy it and it would be difficult to enjoy it less than the last two matches Saints played. Obviously, uh, the 9-0 loss to Manchester United, not anything we really want to relive in, in any great detail. Also, though, you kind of understand it. Like, Ralph didn't have a whole lot of choices in terms of what he was going to do. It was always going to be difficult. And then going down to 10 men almost immediately and 9 men at some point with a dog barking in the background. It's not all that great. But Tom Deacon joins the show this week. And we talk about the 9-0 because it happened on his birthday. And I, I'll sh- I should say the Manchester United 9-0, because now there's two of them. So at least the commentators will have to, uh, you know, specify when they talk about them forever. So uh, Tom Deacon and I will uh, deconstruct that as well. Uh, We make a lot of jokes about a lot of other things. um, And maybe if you have little kids, like maybe take some caution. It's not terrible, but uh, it's not like pub chat. It's more like um, teenagers walking down the street. That's what I would say it's like. It's not, it's not that, that I think that's fair enough and be basically because I'm a child, but uh, Tom is great as normal. If you don't already follow Tom Deacon, you can, uh, the links to both his Twitter and Instagram are in the show notes. Uh, he's fantastic. Normally presents for saints on a match day. Obviously there's no match day. So there's no, um, there's no fans in the stadium. So he's not doing that, but he's on the YouTube channel doing lots of other stuff. So um, you can follow him. And if you enjoy cooking at all, uh, you can do the cook alongs with Steve and Tom on a Friday. It's something to do and uh, they'll make you laugh, like I said. So uh, anyway, Tom Deacon joins me. We'll talk Manchester United. We will talk about Newcastle United, which might have actually hurt worse than the Manchester United loss in a weird way. And um, we'll, be, we'll be honest. There's not a lot of positives to talk about with the team. So uh, we try to keep the mood light. Uh, we make a lot of boat jokes. I don't really know where that came from, but it is what it is. And I enjoyed making the show. I enjoyed editing the show. And uh, I'm enjoying this part of it now because I'm thinking about all the things that made me laugh. If you don't laugh, it's my fault, not Tom's. So take it out on me at SFC, D-E-L-L underscore I-V-E-R-Y on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, direct abuse my way because it's my fault. All right, but uh, enough of this. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you on the other side. And once again, thanks for listening. We'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Tom Deacon. Tom. Uh, Hell of a birthday week for you. How are you? Wow. Uh, yes, thank you very much for reminding me that it was a glorious birthday celebrated in lockdown and then had to endure that Man United game and now today the Newcastle game. And um, hey, do you know what? It's like, it's, you know, life can throw whatever it wants at me 
in the last year and for everyone. And as a Saints fan, it's painful. It's hard. But you know what? We, we keep marching on. That's the slogan. We keep marching on. That's how I feel. But you know what? It's nice to, uh, to see your smiley face uh, <laughs> across the pond. And, and, it's, and it is always a pleasure uh, to be on that to chat about the Saints. I, I washed the sleep out of my eyes and then I washed the tears off my face. And, and now we're going to sit here and record. We're recording just about an hour after the final whistle uh, where Saints failed to beat uh, nine-man Newcastle. Uh, we're going to mention that number probably quite a bit today. But I, I just, I mean, given your birthday is in February, we went into lockdown, you know, about a year ago. Were you kind of looking and going like, maybe I'll be out of it by then? Did you think you would have a lockdown birthday? Well, you know what? Last season, I went on an away trip. Uh, up to St. James's Park, and I was kind of like, hey, by this time around, when the, when the fixtures came out, I was like, hey, maybe that could happen again. Newcastle, brilliant place to go out, good people, um, the drinks do flow. Uh, it was an amazing experience, although we lost uh, a game that day. Um, but it was great to see Danny Ings slide across on his knees at St. James, because you're so high up in mm-hmm. St. James's Park. But I was hoping, yes, and I thought, like many people did, this was only going to be a two-month, three-month thing at most. But um, it's dragging on, isn't it? It's dragging on. Like the times that the pundit people have mentioned that we lost 9-0 to Leicester, um, we've got another year of that at least now, haven't we? Well, I, I think the good news is, is now they're going to have to specify which 9-0 they're talking about. <laughs> like, I think it'll force them to do a little bit of research. Um, yeah, yeah. And, Steve McManaman, hey, listen guys, what, I, I, which game are we talking about? Are we talking about the 9-0 Le- Leicester or, or is it the 9-0 against Man United? I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Oh, Steve McManaman, jog on. I've got no time for him. Worst pundit. Oh, that also sounded like exactly like one of the uh, Liverpool fan TV channels. Um, oh, man. And the fact that he, he didn't know that Ralph Hasselhoff was Austrian rather than German. But yeah, yeah absolutely fine. I, I feel like I've got to the point where I watch football on mute. Um, I, I play my own music. That's what we should do. We should put a, a, a playlist together for every Saints game now and just have that. It's much easier to, to, to watch rather than the fake fan noise and everything else. I think it just have to be like Coolio's uh, Gangster's Paradise at this point because we're just walking through the valley of the shadow of death over and over and over. Um, oh, and also, I feel like a Saints fan, it feels like one massive episode of Street, uh, Sesame Street um, <laughs> where the number for this week is nine. and It's never going to stop being nine. Newcastle were down to nine men, okay, uh, and also nine is the amount of goals that you've let in how many times? Twice. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, this is this is going this is going well. This is going well. This is better hey, than the start what? to the United game, I guess. Um, so, at least neither of us has been sent off for a reckless challenge, trying to prove ourselves. Um, it's it's been a bizarre week. Thank you very much for asking. I am well. That is how we deal with this. Yeah. You say, I am well, whether you are crying inside or not, you say I'm doing well, and apparently uh, perception is projection, so whatever you perceive uh, in the world, you project it, and then that will happen. I think that's how the saying goes. I am good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, this show is going to go well. Uh, I, I'm just going to say that now. We're gonna, the show is going to go well, uh, and here we go. We're going to start, uh, as you might have guessed, with the 9-0 loss. We also had nine men on the pitch. Uh, for a period of time. Uh, so we'll just bring that number up again. But I, uh, kind of working through it in the uh, in the newsletter last week, I kind of wrote out, like, you can see, you, could, you, you can understand this one a little bit more than the, than the Leicester City one because the choices we had for people on the bench uh, and in the starting lineup, it's already a weakened team. Yankovic does his best to assert himself in the, in the game, gets himself sent off. So we're already down to, uh, you know, down to 10 with, with basically 90 minutes to play. 
United are actually quite good. Uh, we created a couple of chances, not a lot. Um, then Mike Dean and VAR get involved again, and we're down to to to. I think if 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 we score that goal, if Adams' goal stands, and then Bednarak doesn't get sent off, I don't think the nine nil happens. And so at the end of the day, I can kind of understand that. And actually, the thing that made me the most upset was the racist abuse that Jankovic got after after the match on on Instagram and things like that, which I found to be that that angered me more than anything because I I did not deal with the nine nil very well. Um, well, maybe I did. I didn't. I guess how many did you have to drink after? Did you have? Did you have any drinks? It was Tuesday night. It's hard for me to. Yeah, I I um because it was my birthday. I'm about to start some some work um in April called for celebrity esports. So it's where celebs are joining the general public and they're competing online once a month. Seven games, uh, titles, as it were. Good fun, and the people who run that company, Celebrities, but sent me a bottle of whiskey. So I had a couple of those, uh, merely just to try it. But the more goals that went in, it was kind of like, how many can I have? Um, but we were okay. And the only thing that really came off the back of that 9-0, apart from pride being hurt, was just having an argument with my girlfriend for no good reason. Um, she made out the point, it, I have got nothing to do with this 9-0. You shouldn't be taking it out on me. And I wasn't. I was just grumpy. I was yeah. broken and miserable. So a couple of drinks. And just not knowing how to quite deal with it. It's like a pride. It's, your, it's embarrassing. How do I deal with this? It was bad enough with Leicester. And then at the same time, like you quite right to say, Matt, is when you had that Yankovic, uh, um, you know, his performance rhymes with Yank. Um, and it was just ill-advised. <laughs> it was a sending off. But racism, racism is abhorrent. It, 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 there's no place for it. Yes, he made a mistake. He's a young guy. Yes, you can say, well... He shouldn't be putting in a transfer market, but his, the color of his skin has nothing to do with, with that. Yes, he's an idiot, idiot for making that, that choice in that challenge, but that's it. So it's kind of like a mixture of you're disgusted with some of your fellow Saints fans, mm-hmm. you're disgusted with the performance, you, you can't stand Mike Dean, you're contemplating whether someone posts some crap through his door, whatever, VAR can do one. You just, you just don't know where to stand. That's how I felt at the end. Yeah. Well, and Mike Dean and Lee Mason doing their best to make sure that people hate bald white men even more so, um, which <laughs> sitting here, you can see me, uh, people listening to the show can't, but I, I can't grow a full head of hair. And that brings it to mind Danny Ng's hair today. Uh, oh, it, is, it is getting thin. Um, it's almost <laughs> as thin as our squad, but. Oh, wow. I love that. It is thin hair. Um, and uh, I think it's going to get thinner the longer we have to wait for another Danny Ng's goal. Um, the post denied him. He looked frustrated. Out. Some people said on Twitter, as I always check out afterwards, that he didn't look like he was in it in that game. I just feel like he was frustrated. That yeah. that's Danny Ings. He's frustrated, but he keeps on running, etc. But um, he's running out of time. And it's great to see, in some respects, the Saints players not being able to have a haircut and dealing with. <laughs> Benderak looks especially uh, scruffy. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he has got too much hair on his head, and that's what's weighing him down. What a week it's been. For him, a hellish week for Bednarak. And then I, I'm not sure, did, did they give the goal, another own goal for him? Because if they did, that means that he scored more goals in the last three days uh, than Havertz at Chelsea has done all season. Initially, they did give it an own goal and then they changed it, which I can't believe they gave Almiron two goals because that, that ball was not on target, I don't think. Um, but they did give it to him. So it, it's not an own goal, but still had the one plus the red card that was rescinded. Uh, not been a great, Not been a great week for him. And um, 
you know, one thing about Jan Benrek, and I will eventually actually talk about football, I promise. But um, you, for your birthday, I think you got an AeroPress, right? You, you've joined the elite hipster coffee revolution, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and, and Bednarak actually makes, uh, some pretty hipster coffee. If you follow him on, uh, he posts a lot of it, uh, on, on his Instagram. So, um, how are you finding the AeroPress? Well, he's not allowed it anymore. It, that should be banned until you start playing better defensively, you know, that should be banned. It's like a punishment. You're on a naughty step and you need to get rid of your pouring over press. I really want to, on the, on the subject of coffee, get a, a little scales to weigh it, <laughs> right? Uh, my girlfriend has said, no, you are not El Chapo. You, you know what I mean? You, you, you're going to look like a, a coffee dealer. Stop it. Uh, grow up. Have instant like everyone else. But um, yeah, uh, I did get an AeroPress. Uh, I'm glad that I joined the elite of, of Bednarak. It is good fun if anyone listening you get into it. It's just something to do in lockdown. But he should be banned from that until we start playing better. I will send you a link to a YouTube channel for James Hoffman. I don't know if you know who he is. World Barista Champion, I believe, 2007. Uh, English dude, great, um, great YouTube channel. Lots of uh, tips and tricks on how to use coffee stuff uh, the proper way, and then um, also just absolutely ridiculous, uh, like like twenty five minute review of a grinder, which you didn't know you needed, but somehow <laughs> you watched the whole thing. So uh, um, the, the only thing is, when I posted a picture on my Instagram of my new AeroPress, it does when it's extended, it does look like some sort of um, equipment to make yourself bigger yeah uh, like, the, it, like it, that it was an austin powers right like you needed that yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's a pump of some description yeah. and uh, <laughs> so i kind of soon realized that i was going to post it and i'm just getting ridiculed for that so if it's not the football it's my coffee uh pump. yeah it's got to pump you <laughs> up in the morning or the evening or whenever you want yeah, um it gives you that. yeah but I, I guess i guess let's move on to uh to talk a little bit about newcastle um i know you do have work in the morning, right? You're gonna, you're actually going back to work a little bit, uh, hosting some esports. Um, is it is it F1? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, it's um, obviously before anyone who knows um, the work I've done at Southampton Football Club, uh, match day hosting. Uh, that that came to an end when the fans uh, weren't allowed in the stadium. They're going to go in a new direction. What they do now is they'll do the pre-match and post-match show with Kenji and Steve uh, Great and and it's, and it's brilliant stuff. Um, so uh, I've always had the esports on on the side. That's kind of, I guess, what my presenting's um, led me to from doing the Eurofan, Copper Ninety, following football. It was brilliant to work with the Saints because I love them. So now, really heavily looking at F1 esports, and they do something called the Virtual Grand Prix, which happened in the first lockdown. They get celebrities and sports people to to compete. Whereas now, uh, there's going to be three events uh, tomorrow. Um, on Sunday, the 7th of February, they're going to have the second one and all the money goes to charity. So it's, it's, it's very cool, good fun. And uh, hey, it's only taken a pandemic to get me presenting on Sky Sports. So uh, well done, me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. My, my son, a lot of my students like to watch people play video games. Um, I don't quite understand it, but I know F1's a big deal. So um, I don't know. Well, it's, I, just, it's just the fact that you, when there's no motorsport on, it's something competitive to watch, and um, and it's some of the F1 drivers as well, uh, which is George Russell, who's a, one of the Williams drivers. Um, it's just fun. It's just it passes the time. Is it supposed to be taken uh, as seriously as the real life motorsport? Maybe not, but some people really do enjoy it. Um, yeah. There's always action, and uh, anyone can win it, unlike the actual F1. So I suppose yeah. it does make it quite exciting. Hey, listen, 
it's, it's, sometimes when you're a Saints fan, it's brilliant to watch Saints, and other yeah. times it's not. So if, if you're that person, watch the F1 esports. Okay. All right. And uh, people can get it on Sky Sports? Well, the, the show will already have happened by the time people hear this, so I apologize for that. Um, oh, no, not at all. It, it, it's everywhere. It's worldwide, actually. Okay. Um, people around the world enjoy it, and uh, it, it is a pleasure, and it's a real honor to, to be able to, to host it. And um, hey, it's keeping me uh, from the bailiff at my door there right you go. now in this pandemic because when I'm not presenting, I'm doing stand up comedy, and, and that's kind of stopped unless people want to watch it on Zoom. And yeah. So, um, hey, I'm positive. What yeah. was it? Perception is projection. Yeah, that's right. Very positive. This is going well. It's going well. <laughs> Well, and I say, I, I mean, I, I got up this morning uh, just before 6 a.m. my time. Lineup comes out and pretty, pretty, based on Ralph's press conference, not surprised, pretty happy with, with how things looked. But what did you make of the lineup with, with Minamino getting a start? Uh, Redmond on the other side of him, Armstrong, obviously out through injury, but Vestigard back, Romeu back, Stevens at right back. What, what, was your, what were your thoughts? And then, uh, yeah, yeah, what were your thoughts on, on the lineup as it came out? Uh, I like it. I like the... Well, there's, there's, there's two things. First of all, I looked at it and I said, McCarthy, because of the way that Southampton treated Angus Gunn after the last 9-0, McCarthy's confidence is going to be shot. So I was a bit like, oh, okay, Fraser Forster's played two games, got a clean sheet against Liverpool um, and Shrewsbury. So um, that's interesting that they're not playing him, but, you know, Ralph's given him the confidence. He's basically said, listen, guys, you know, I trust you. Go out there. Ramsey got taken out and Stevens get put in it right back. And I think I was a bit worried about uh, you know, Saint, the Saint on the Newcastle side mm-hmm. and how he was going to mark him. And after the first goal, you're like, oh, that's what I was worried would possibly happen. But in general, Minamino, hey, it worked out very well with him at Leipzig uh, under Ralph. So I, I had all confidence and he, he had a good game today. But when we're looking at that lineup, I thought, hey, this should be okay. We might be able to get, get a result here. Yeah, it, like you said, the one worry is, is Stevens against... Uh... I, I just have in my notes ASM, uh, which probably sounds something like something uh, like you would need a pump for. But like, um, it's <laughs> I, I was worried about that aspect of it, and true enough, it, it did come, it, it did bear fruit, I guess, as as as, as we saw. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I was overly, uh, I wasn't critical of the lineup. I thought it was going to be okay. I did see somebody post a, a meme on 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 Instagram, I think, where it had Alex McCarthy. And then like nine minutes passed and somebody said like, oh, look, it's nine past McCarthy. And I, I'm an adult, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, but, you know, judging by our conversation so far, maybe I'm not actually uh, an adult. But um, the, I guess the, the start of the game, it, it, the, the rain was coming down. It's probably a good thing you weren't actually there because the rain looked like it was miserable. Um, but, but I mean, we, 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 I guess it was started kind of even, but we kind of gave up a goal relatively quickly and it wasn't. I don't know that much of a surprise. Stevens gets a little bit forward. St. Maximum gets down uh, the left-hand side and behind him. Bednarak has to come over uh, to cover. He gets by Bednarak because he's quite good and fast. Um, Vestergaard has to slide over to, to pick up the run. Bertram does the same, and, and Joe Willick is kind of just uh, found in, in acres of space, and, and all of a sudden we're down one nothing. And I think all of us kind of probably went like, oh, no, here we go again, right? Like, wh- how did you – is that kind of how you felt as well? I left the room. That's what I did. Uh, I'm uh, I'm very responsible. I left the room. I was kind of thinking, Jack Stevens, you're taking the throne. Okay, okay, I'm good with this. Got to Redmond. Redmond, I think, just possessed, tackled. Uh, Shelby passed it back. The Newcastle defender just booted it long because they saw the overlap was there. And and is that who whose fault is that? It's just one of those forced, you know, errors 
of mistakes where you're like, that's really annoying. That's just, that's cost us. We're now already confidence was shattered. Yes, you can say we were up for it pretty even up until that point. The weather doesn't help, but we're now, you've put more weight on us. It's, you know what I mean? Like as a team, there's more weight. We've got to get out of this situation. It was just an unforced error and it's just, yeah, it was, it was annoying. I left the room, uh, went and got another coffee or dinner, went back and went, all right, one nil. Okay. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're still going to win this 2-1. That's what I thought. That's the equivalent of you walking back to the center circle clapping, like still nil-nil, lads. Like, keep it tight. We got this. Um, uh, and I, was, I still was feeling the effects. I don't know if this is kind of like the vaccine as well, where you get sore arm. But um, from the 9-0 against United, I was kind of thinking, is there anything like men in black where they can just erase your memory? So I think I was getting a jar back into it. I was like, wait a minute. Hang on a minute. Did someone erase my... It's, it's that feeling again. I was like, 1-0. Please. Uh, don't let your heads drop. Um, and uh, we didn't mention the fact that Vestergaard was back in and he's been a rock all season. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Salifu is. I don't know if, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly because no commentator or pundit has had to say his name because he's never been anywhere near that, that lineup. Does he exist? I mean, what? Yeah, Vestergaard, I believe in. I'm sort of like, yes, he's not got the pace. But he's just so strong and can, can actually... Some of the times when he crossed the ball later on in the game, I was like, what? finally, someone can cross that ball in. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, an annoying goal to let in because it wasn't as if Newcastle made it. We gave it to them yeah. from the overlap. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then they do it again not long after that, right? With, with Almiron gets in down the, down the same right side or, or down our, our left side, I guess. No, our right side. Our right side. Their left side. Um, but they continue to, I mean, it was clearly... Sign- signaling out or singling out uh, Stevens there, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily critical that it was Stevens in in that role. That's just something we have to be aware of. He doesn't offer quite you know uh, anything near what what Kyle Walker Peters would offer going forward. But it, you know he's a decent defender. He's done his job uh, when Vestergaard was injured, um, and to have him play it right back is usually you would think of it as being kind of a safer option. But it seemed like every time he got caught anywhere up the pitch at all, it was it was just open season down that down that side, and they and they took advantage of it. Uh, this didn't go down as a Bednarak own goal, but it probably should have. Um, I'm happy for him that it didn't. Um, but but all of a sudden it's two nothing, and again I'm kind of like, you know, the 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 Patreon Discord channel is kind of going, and it's like this is this is not going well, you know. Um, but then the the new loan signing uh, kind of brings brings us some some hope back. Um, I don't know if you want to break down the, the second goal or not from them, or if you just want to move on to, to how good Minamino was today. I, well, obviously, I want to go straight to Minamino. Um, the, the Almond, as I call him, Almiron, um, yeah, he's just taken an opportunity, opportune moments where you just have a go, threaten, get the ball, just take a shot, anything can happen. And, and it did, you know, it ricochets off Bednarak and goes in. Um, yeah, I was just, at that point, I was disappointed. I was a bit like, oh, iffy a monumental task now. And the weather, hammering it down. I think that centre circle, people compared it to um, the trenches in the First World War. It was, it was horrendous, like, which is awful. But, you know, it's no man's land. The ball's stuck in the middle. So even when people were saying we're playing too narrow, we had to spread it out wide because you couldn't run through the middle. The ball would get stuck yeah. uh, in there. Um, yeah, I don't think it needs dwelling on. It was just our heads were down. Every time we push forward, get hit on a counter-attack. And, and I think the problem with Jack Stevens in right back is he just doesn't have that pace to track yeah. back. And when you look at Bertie, Bertrand makes that just a, a charge. Uh-huh. 
he's the sort of person who's able to get back, um, yeah. unlike Stevens. And, and um, so when Bertie made that breakthrough and took the ball to Minamino, it, it looked like it was a bit of a bad touch at first, to yeah. Minamino, but it actually just it separated him from the defender. Mm-hmm. And what a finish. I mean, someone's going to have to stitch that net back uh, yeah. a little bit tomorrow. It was, it was glorious. And I think that's what we've missed at times, is that, that someone who threatens inside the box I really like Che Adams. I like the effort he puts in, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get the goals. Shane Long is no longer at Southampton. He's on loan at Bournemouth because he just doesn't get the goals. Mm-hmm. Minamino only scored one goal for Liverpool, but I tell you what, what a start, what a finish. That's clinical. We just need to get the ball to a person or a player like Minamino who can actually get us the goal. It's yeah, you, 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 need, you need somebody who can make a play, right? Like Just like you have playmakers in, in any sport and that and he's kind of hopefully one of those guys that'll that'll be able to help us uh, along that route but i thought the movement from him uh he made a, a pretty good run uh for redmond redmond just kind of overhit the pass uh not not far before that or not long before that i think and i think just the movement of the front four itself because when you play newcastle they tend to sit back quite deep anyway and so it was going to force us to create chances not on the break when, which is how they, they, they hit us. But, um, you know, we would prefer for them to try to play it into Shelby's feet and then us to be able to press them and do all that stuff. And we just weren't, they, they, they don't play that way. So, um, the, the movement from the front four, I thought today was better. And that's something that we could probably just at least consider a little more positive until they decided to park, uh, all nine of their men behind the ball. Right. It, because that's all they had. Um, and then the, I don't think the weather helped. I think the ball either sticking or skipping off the pitch, like it, it, it wasn't great, but, um, I was pretty happy with, with Minamino's movement. And as you said, the touch looked like it was a little strong, but then I was just glad he didn't fall over. I thought for sure he was going to, you know, it looked like he stumbled and then he just absolutely rifled it into the net. And I thought it was, you know, I thought, okay, like, here we go. We're okay. Yeah. Um, and but then it's like, it's like, it's like Che Adams gets the ball in that position. You're like, I don't know if you were to, if you were to pause and say to any Saints fan, all right, for every striker that we have or attacking a, a player, Redmond's got the ball in that situation. Yeah. We paused it. Does he score or does it, does it not go in? You could do that. I think with Ings, you would feel like, yeah, he's more likely to score. And Minamino, on that one attempt he's had, he scores. It, it, it's just some, certain players in the team you just don't feel confident they're going to score in those positions. So if Minamino, on a performance like he has today, can get himself into that sort of space, even Walcott at certain points this season, you'd be like, I don't know if he's going to score from here. Uh, maybe we found a clinical finisher if allowed um, those opportunities. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, but but I don't know. And then and then as much as I thought, you know, we we didn't. I don't think we played terribly a- after that up until the the last goal. But then, um, or the it was, last goal, it was the basic first individual errors. That was all it was, Matt. It's just individual errors at the worst possible moments. Which I know we're going to get to that third goal because at that point I was like, Am I going to come back for the second half? Am I going to come back? Am I going to make another cup of coffee? But, but I was like, it's just individual errors. And that's what we have to do. Is like Newcastle set up in an old school style. That's what Bruce does. And sometimes those teams that set up in that old school um, formation and tactic, for some reason, Ralph doesn't know quite how to break those, those teams down. Um, and I, I'd even written a little note down here that said, even down to nine men, I don't know whether we would have scored another goal if you played it for another 90 minutes would we eventually have scored and i just don't know with our style whether it, it works you know to, to 
we're not yeah. a free-flowing scoring team. We just we just aren't built that way. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't really create that many clear chances late, that late on in the game, you know. And and as much as I will complain about our injuries and and things like that, and and as much as it's not even an excuse because you have to, you could have looked at our squad at the beginning of the, of the season and said like that's probably not enough there. Yeah, we're we're playing with fire, judging on how condensed the schedule is going to be and everything else. But then you get to Newcastle and you go like, oh well, like they're kind of in the same the same boat, and it gets worse, right? They lose Callum Wilson. Uh, they, they, they have to make, I think three substitutions pretty early. And then, and then they of course get a red card and then they get, they wind up with another injury and it's just like, well, that's a, that's a complete disaster for them. And still, uh, we, we couldn't take advantage, but you mentioned the individual errors and this goes back, like this sends us back a couple of months, probably where we just say like, you know, it, we're not good enough to overcome the individual errors. We have to play kind of almost a perfect game for us to be able to, to, to succeed and, and, and be, and get anything from, you know, I think this is five losses in a row in the league now. Like, you know, we have to play almost a perfect game and, and we haven't done that. And today we made w- way too many mistakes and their third is, I mean, I think it's a free kick from us that we wind up just needing to recycle the ball back. And I think when I was watching it, I went like, there's too much pressure for us to do this. Like, they, like we made two passes that were, uh, there's a little bit of pressure the next pass instead of relieving it put that that person on the ball under a little bit more pressure and then a little bit more and then McCarthy and Bertrand just I don't know what they were doing yeah um well, well this is it I, I watched that moment um and Redmond it was uh, initially was like let's recycle this let's do the what we do um our, our, the way we're set up is to recycle that ball get another opportunity it gets passed back, and I think it was either Stevens or ben, uh, Bednarak that then passed it to McCarthy, who's playing as a sweeper keeper. Now, we know, if you remember back to the Arsenal game last season, do not give any time, <laughs> more time to Alex McCarthy than he needs with that ball. Just keep it simple for him. And I, I think he plays it, you know, forward too much or back too much. To, to Bertie. My girlfriend and I were discussing who was at fault there, and I was like, it's just all a bit crap. <laughs> that's the problem yeah. it's all a bit from Redmond recycling it rather than just pinging it in uh, you know who's at fault there I, it's hard to say it just, it just it's all a bit of a mistake in that one moment and as Ralph said after the game you know we, we had they had a few chances but when you defend like that it's hard to get points and, and it's simple as that we, we just had too many mistakes in that first half Newcastle have not scored three goals in the first half in five years you know, did they play better than us in that first half? No. Did they capitalize on, on opportunities? Yes. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. We just, we just looked unconfident uh, defensively. Um, at least we didn't let a goal in in the second half. But yeah. at that point, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's a weak joke for me. But I mean, I just felt like we threw the game away in the first half and it was going to be a massive uh, uh, task for us monumental to, to get anything out of that game in the second half yeah well you look at how much we've struggled to score goals and now you say okay you're gonna against a team that's already gonna sit deep that's only going to sit deeper now um and then as they went down to 10 and then nine men just continuously deeper and to be fair i thought that you know maybe we i didn't think we handled that that poorly i mean we we did we pulled off stevens and put on an attacker but it maybe just wasn't enough but no I, you know newcastle only had six shots all day they're they're uh their XG is 0.91 and they managed three goals. So like we didn't give up, you know, very clear cut chances. We just gave, we, we gifted them essentially 
uh, the best chances they had uh, all day. So uh, it is it is frustrating for that to happen. Um, but but is there any way? And I don't know if this is possible. We could get their defensive coach. I know this sounds a bit more like NFL now, but whoever has taught and trained Newcastle players, even though they had so many of their their starting defenders out of that game, is there any way that we can just borrow someone from the Newcastle coaching staff to just teach us how... It was a masterclass on how to defend from Newcastle. Darlow, which is an annoying name, Darlington, uh, people up north call it Darlow, their goalkeeper, time-wasting to perfection, some amazing saves. And then defensively, they don't muck about, just get it out, hoof it. It was, you know, you've got to give Newcastle credit for the way that we huffed and puffed and just couldn't yeah. get a goal. And, and, and that's what I was watching. James Woodprouse, I know we haven't spoken about that free kick, but we will do, I'm sure. Just when it was 3-2, I was like, I just can't see us score. And once the sending off happened to Newcastle, I was like, I cannot see us getting a clear chance. To, to bury this. And then once Ings had hit the post, I was like, his haircut's doing my nut now. Uh, <laughs> and he can't score. I've had enough of this. I just couldn't see it. Couldn't, couldn't see that goal. And then the offside again. I someone should find out how many times Che Adams has scored uh, uh, an offside goal uh, <laughs> that hasn't been given. More than Shane Long, but only because <laughs> Long doesn't finish with putting the ball in the net. Um, I, I was going to say, the, uh, you know, the halftime team talk, must there must have been something there because we came right out I think Shelby had a chance right right at the beginning of the second half, um, and then I, I thought that the ball was closer. Well, I thought I thought the place the foul took place, uh, or the location on the field where the foul took place was closer to the edge of the eighteen yard area than where the ball was actually placed for where Prowse to 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 hit it. And I kind of went like, "That's too far. Like, there's no way he beats anybody from there. Like, that's that's an enormous distance." And then without any hesitation, um, just absolutely. Absolute perfection. Like that, that. That's and I mean, that's not a very good. It's not a good chance. Like XG wise, that's not a very. You're, you should not rely on that. But uh, I, I don't really know what else to say other than he's really good at this. Oh, he's exceptional. And um, he's like kind of um, you know, when you get to the end of a match, the Saints. We've done it for years since fans know this. You're like, what saving grace is there? Okay, Minamino played brilliantly today. Well, he, he scored a fantastic goal. James Will Prowse is just ever present. We've got something to be proud of. How good is, is JWP at free kicks? You know, four goals he scored, direct free kicks in the Premier League. Only David Beckham's got five in his 2000 season. And Laurent Robert, Newcastle's finest, um, in 2001, have scored more in a single campaign. So, you know, James Will Prowse, at the end of this year, and don't forget, Saints were at top of the table at one point, could have another stat thrown in there for James Will-Prowse to score maybe another free kick. He, he's just incredible. Even Alan Shearer said, JWP, ridiculous ability from set pieces. Everyone knows how good he is. When he steps up, I thought, yeah, this is almost as good as a penalty. He's, he's either going to hit the target 100% or it's going to go in the top corner. And it, he does it time and time again, but we cannot rely on James Will-Prowse mm-hmm. to be scoring the goals yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's not... It, that's, I think that's part of what we got away with in the beginning of the season. We were, we were gaining points maybe when we shouldn't have been because we were just outperforming our XG. But we were, we were converting. We were getting, I don't want to say we we're getting lucky, but we were converting those chances that you wouldn't normally expect to go in. And at some point, that dries up. You know, at some point, you, you need a tap-in, right? Like you just want some tap-ins. Yeah, it, you, I think actually you've really hit the nail on the head because you know, when Danny Ings just 
like, it's almost like you can score from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Southampton were like, wow, we all were. We were thinking, we've got a clinical striker here who can score from anywhere. And when that dries up, he had his injury, came back, uh, incredible goal uh, against Liverpool. That was his last goal he scored. You're just like, this guy cannot stop scoring. And then today, it's, it's like, I'm not saying it's Southampton of old, but it, it, it balanced itself out again. It's leveled out. It's like, hey, listen, we're not that good of a team. <laughs> you know, we are not uh, going to score, you know, more than two goals in a game. That's just not how we're built. And if Danny Ings isn't, isn't in form, then we are going to struggle. That, that's, that's, a, that's just the fact for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but but true. And sometimes you need to face the uh, the tough questions and and admit those things. Otherwise, you don't you don't get any better. And I still believe that Ralph will find a way to do this because he's he's improved us defensively, uh, nine nil aside. Um, and you know, I just think that that there's no that a lot of players have gotten better under Ralph. That the team has gotten better under Ralph. And you know, because teams have kind of figured out now um, how to adjust to our press and things like that. Now there's a new problem for him to solve, and and he will, and and it may take time. It may take a couple of players. It may take some personnel changes, um, but I, I I don't doubt that Ralph is the right guy for this. Um, although there was a part of me on Tuesday night that said maybe he walked away from this because this nine nil isn't his fault, but yet now he's got two nine nils on his record, you know. Um, yeah. And maybe it was his looked, fault. I don't know. A lot of people are, are, are you know, you just look on social media. A lot of Saints fans venting their frustration, which I totally get. It was a bit pathetic. It, because Ralph said after the 9 0 against United, he said, Look, we have to stand up after that loss. At the end of 90 minutes, or 96 technically, you say, Did Southampton stand up? Did we turn up today and stand up? And we didn't because we didn't get any points. Right. We didn't get the result we wanted. It's a, it's a better performance in terms of the goals that we let in against um, United. But then again, there was nine men, yeah. and it just felt like we just didn't have another gear. Some people will say Gineppo was on the bench, you know, essentially tell her, uh, go for it. Let's go for it, Ralph. And maybe yeah. that tactical indecision from him, and Lundaloo comes on to Stevens and you go for it. But I don't know. I, I, think, I think he just looks like a bit of a broken man. If he's lost or doesn't know how to fix the problem, then we're all screwed at same time. Yeah. Because... People are talking about, what about Eddie Howe? What about Frank Lampard? No and no again. Yeah. It's Ralph's problem to fix. If he comes out in the next press conference and says, I've got it. Guys, believe in me. I've got this. Yeah. Then I think we can all just sit back and go, look, it's, it's, it's a poor time for us at the moment. Five losses. That's the worst in the Premier League since um, 1998. I think that is. So Ralph's the man to fix it. But if he's lost his yeah. way, doesn't know how to fix it, then we are really up. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of things, and then we'll get on to some questions. I, you know, people talking privately, not necessarily asking questions here, but um, talking about, you know, is that it for Yankovic uh, or Yankovic or however? Um, I don't know. AJ. It's easier if you just say it's AJ. Uh, Alexandra, uh, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, when you called uh, Almer on Almond earlier, I think that's good because he is soft and almonds are a fairly soft nut. And I think that's. Uh. I think. I mean, um, Redmond, there's another problem for me is Redmond, the amount of times the ball got um, uh, rotated back over to Redmond to try and cross into the box with all the amount of players that we've got to maybe put their head on it. And all and the time somehow, to do it. Oh, and it's just, look, I, I, I'm not, I, I really like uh, Nathan. I, I actually, um, I'm, 
did some quizzes earlier on in, back in December uh, for the Saints, for sure, one of their many sponsors. And it was really, really good fun to chat to Nathan Redmond and uh, Ryan Bertrand, really good guys, funny, down to work. It was just, it was just it, you know, I was obviously buzzing as a Saints fan. Sure. I've got them on a Zoom call. Um, and, and Redmond, I, I really like Nathan. Um, but sometimes, the frustrating part with him, he just doesn't take that player on. He just doesn't go forward. He doesn't run with the ball. And he cannot cross it consistently enough to clear right. the first man. And that was so frustrating today. But, uh, yeah, I forgot my train of thought. I just thought I'd vent that out no. today. It's like, you need someone out there on the wide. Bertrand, what a ball. It was a beautiful ball that cut through it and, and it was just too short. It was too far for, for Adams to get onto. But like, sure. you're like, that's the ball we need. Right. More of those. Whip yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Not, not lofted in there uh, for everybody to take time to adjust their feet, but really put them under pressure, you know? Uh, make people make mistakes and, and hopefully whether we get a handball and they actually call it this time, you know, I think there's something, you know, something like that. Um, if, if the ball's recycled, you need someone out there on the wing to cross it in. I don't think Gineppo is a better crosser than Redmond. I just don't think we have that crosser on the right side. If, if Prousey's not whipping it in, who else is, you know, Kyle Walker-Peters. Yeah. He can occasionally whip that ball in. So it, I, I just don't know personally as a Saints, but how do you un- fix this problem. I just don't know how. And, and you did actually ask me about uh, Jankovic or however you pronounce the, the, the Swiss man's name. I think that once you put in a transfer request, once you make your debut like that, it's a tall order for him to come out and, and get another opportunity. Yeah. And, and apparently he apologized to the whole team in training. As he um, should. Yeah, one, without a doubt, he should yeah. definitely apologize. Hey, guys, um, you know that if I was playing, you wouldn't have had to run around as much and defend. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, but, but do I think there's redemption? Do I think he should be given a chance? Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I, I think that's, that's kind of the Southampton way. We need to give him the opportunity. And actually, we need him to play well. At least we sell him. Yeah. <laughs> to a better, yeah. To, it's to tough to go team. like, hey, hey uh, he's played two minutes and got a red card and uh, here pay us money. I think we paid almost 2 million for him as well. Um, but I mean, if anybody understands the value of second chances, it has to be Ralph Hasenhutl, right? Like he, he's been now given a, a second chance. And so he's, he's got to understand that like, you know, if you, if you does it again, then that's, that's on him. But like, you know, I mean, he's what, 19, like give him, you gotta give him a break, man. He's, he's a young player. He's made a mistake, but Hey, a, a, a lot of players, I mentioned him earlier, David Beckham, that sending off against Argentina, you know, he had that redemption against Greece. You, you, you know, you're not the sum of one game. Uh, uh, you, you're a multitude of different games, and, and he does deserve that second chance, um, yeah. in my opinion. But I, I think what everyone's going to talk about, um, you've mentioned it as well, the squad's thin, the loans that went out, I kind of, I don't know. I've thought about this a lot, actually, Matt. I've thought about it. <laughs> Why is Ralph let Voting go and Valerie. And long, I think we all understand why. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to get much game time. Minamino comes in. But you're like, you're already stretched thin. <laughs> and now, and, I, and then I go, I have to trust him, Ralph, that he doesn't rate Votings. Right. Uh, it, that's evident, apart from cup games. Um, because Bert, Bertrand's a better player. He thinks that as well with Matt Target. He didn't rate Matt Target over Bertrand. Mm-hmm. So Bert is the guy. Uh, right back is Kyle Walker-Peters. No one's going to take his place. I don't know what happened with Valerie last season and all the goings on. And right, everything. right, right. 
but defensively he's not that great. Mm-hmm. And going forward, it, you know, yes, he scored that worldly against United yeah. uh, years back, but but he doesn't rate him. Doesn't rate him as a defender. That, that's the end of that. So you have to trust he, he sent him out. But people are talking about you know Gao out. It's this. It's that. He's not been given much, has he, Ralph? To really work with. Um, but I, yeah, I, I I just don't understand it. He, he's not been given play or, or money. Um, the Arsenal player that went out on loan, apparently we wouldn't pay the agent's fee. Oh, that's nice. why we didn't get any miles. Um, but that's just, it's bizarre. You, you, no one's given Ralph any help, really, right. in, this, in, this, in this transfer window. Um, and he's got to fix the problems, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and he's the maker of these problems. So it's yeah. a sinking ship in many respects. Uh, but, I, uh, but I hope that he's got, I don't know, a little piece of cork that will fill the hole. Yeah. <laughs> And we can stop thinking. Hopefully the cork fits the hole and it's not just going to come in gushing around it. Um, I don't know. Ship analogies are not, not my thing. Is Ralph Hasenhutl our Noah? Is he going to build a boat big enough to save us all? Well, one, it won't have to be very big. And two, I, he, it requires two at every position at that point, And we don't have that. So like, <laughs> we're, we're going to be in some trouble here. Um, but let's answer some questions um, because we have... We have a couple and they kind of come, uh, they're all over the place. So let's just, let's just have some fun here because uh, what else are we doing? Um, Kevin McGee, start off on a serious note. We'll just go, this is from the Patreon Discord channel. Patrons get uh, priority for having their questions answered on the show each week. Um, people can join by going to patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. Links in the show notes, all that stuff. I also understand money's tight. Don't worry about it. But uh, thank you to the people who do do that. Helps the, uh, the show continue. Um, he says, if Forrester has a good game on Thursday, should he be considered for the next league game? Um, and then the second question, uh, kind of relating to what you were talking about earlier uh, with Redmond, how many years are we going to give Redmond before deciding he is uh, uh, essentially a poop emoji, uh, especially when it comes to crossing the ball? I don't, I don't like to talk about players like that, but he wasn't very good today. And uh, we, were, we were discussing um, during the show because Redmond went away. He came out to California, did some training one summer, came back, had his best season, and he, and Kevin said, "Hey, any chance you can get Redmond back out there this summer and get him?" And I said, "Well, actually, the the trainer uh, actually moved back to to England. He's now in Manchester, so you just got to send him up there. Because if you send him down to UCLA and ask me to do anything with him, it's not gonna it's not gonna help." Um. So so uh. Yeah. So let, let's go with Forrester. I mean, what's your what's your take on the goalkeeping situation? Um. I think we have two goalkeepers who are decent. Uh. I think neither one of them are very good at playing with their feet. Um, they both make me nervous when they have the ball not in their hands, and um, I don't know. I don't know if that solves it. But McCarthy has let in <laughs> what is it, twelve goals in, in two games now? Like it's not. It's not great. No. Uh, do you remember Arthur Boric? Uh, he tried to do a kind of uh, Johan Cruyff turn yeah. at the Emirates. Yeah. Wowzers. Yeah. It, I feel like no goalkeeper we've had is, is really strong at, at playing it out. But what keepers are there? What keepers are going to want to come to Southampton that can play the ball out that, that wouldn't go to say, I don't know, a bigger um, top four side? Yeah. Um, maybe Harry Lewis is the answer. There's my real answer. Maybe he is good with his feet. Um, a couple of times I, I sat next to him just behind the dugout um, uh, doing the match they host in there. A good guy. Um, yeah. So m- maybe he's the answer. But, but in all honesty, Fraser Forster deserves that chance. It's hard, isn't it? If you if you take him out, if you take Alex McCarthy out of the lineup, you just crush him more. Yeah. And you're saying you're the reason we let nine goals in, and you're the reason we played badly today. 
when it when it isn't really it's a whole team thing yeah but then at the same time you've got a very good goalkeeper and Fraser Forster who's mm-hmm. a great shot stopper that two clean sheets this season he's definitely going to play against Wolves because yeah. I think you know Ralph's going to have to change it up and play his what I call more of a cup side although he can't play both teams at left back so I don't know what he's going to do um yeah but play Forster plays well maybe we have a really really good improved performance against Wolves why not uh if it's broke fix it mm-hmm. if it's not yeah, keep him in um yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a real tough one isn't it I, I feel like it's simplistic viewing if you think that just changing a goalkeeper is going to fix these problems sure and it's not but i think if someone plays well keep him in the team redmond didn't play well change it up yeah yeah i think that's the spot where we can actually cycle players through you got to prove it and nobody's really taken there other than Stuart armstrong who was missing through injury today nobody's really said this is my spot um, and, and just going back to, to the 9-0, only one of those goals was scored from outside the area, and that came off of a, a save, a, a half clearance from Stevens, and then a low strike into the corner. But all the rest of the goals were, um, you know, right there. So that, that, like you said, it's a whole team thing. Um, and in terms of Redmond, you probably got to move that on. Um, the In That Number podcast, you can find them at, at Number Podcast on Twitter, says, have you managed to laugh off the previous result yet? Um, do you have a favorite joke about it? Um, honestly, I came home and just went like, I was going to start drinking, but it was Tuesday. Um, and that's not great. And so I decided to exercise instead. And that was good. Um, but I think, I think I made all the jokes I have. I don't even know what they are cause I'm not planning them, but like, I don't know. I, 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 I can't say I'm over it yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. I think people hurt more from this Newcastle result today yes. than they do against Man United in that nine nil. That was. It's easy when you can blame Mike Keane and go, he's an idiot, <laughs> etc. That yeah. makes it easier. Um, I was, I'm still shell-shocked from it. Um, I feel like we were almost as good as Anderlecht in 1956. Um, they let 10 goals in okay. um, with a 10-0. So, so we're not far off Anderlecht. I think that's, that's the best joke. And, and if, if anyone's going to stop the goal drought from Martial, it's going to be sync. So, yeah. you know, there's some positive effects in there. Sure. Um, and we've helped the goal difference for United. I mean, are they funny stats? No, they're not. Um, I think it's going to take a bit of time, a little bit of therapy, a bit of counselling. Um, but we're, we're all in this together, trying yeah. to find the right size cork to hold in the same boat. <laughs> Somebody has mentioned that this show is feeling more like therapy. And probably they mean for me than, than for anybody else, because I just bring on people who will listen. Because you know, the people over here, as I point to the rest of my house, they don't want to hear about this. Um, like when I told... I told my students because they don't really know me that well because we're all on Zoom. And I said, they said, are you in a good mood today? And I said, no, my team lost nine nothing yesterday. I'm not in a good mood. And they said, you like Southampton? And I just like, yeah. And it, it's better than the last time it happened because they were all in class and they were like, hey, Lester scored again. Hey, Lester scored oh. again. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Uh, why don't you have a slice of shut up? Um, yeah. I, that, I was in Vancouver on holiday. Um, oh, I remember those. Um, and uh, I, I thought that someone had uh, edited the WhatsApp picture. I thought they photoshopped it to put 9-0 and I was like well that's not very funny uh, and then it was real and that took a bit of time and then being top of the table I had real pride wearing my think, uh, coat I have like jogging pants I take out for my half hour legally allowed whatever yeah. bit of exercise and it's once that 9-0 happened against United I was like well I'm gonna have to put out another coat aren't I I, I don't know if <laughs> I have do I do you Tom Deacon have the strength to wear this coat and know that some 
person is going to comment on that coat. Yeah. At some point, you're going to get an odd look in the supermarket and someone's going to say it and how are you going to react? And I genuinely don't know how I'm going to react. I might drop an F-bomb. Yeah. I might tell them to do one. I might start crying. And that's what I fear the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is me crying in public about it because I haven't been able to deal with it. I haven't been able to unpack it and say, how do I own it? How do we as Saints fans own this problem? Yeah. That's the difficult part. Man. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have the goalkeeper shorts from a couple of years ago and I run in them, but nobody around here notices what they are. Um, so it's, it's easy. Um, I could go full kit and nobody would even notice, I don't think. So we have a question here from Chillin VV on, on Instagram. He says, I love Ralph's response in the press conference. And I do feel more optimistic after this result than the first 9-0. So this is going back to United. Uh, but what responsibility do you feel falls on his shoulders and what responsibility, res- responsibility falls on the players? There were many showings that just seemed heartless from me on Tuesday. And I really hope that they can bounce back. I would hate for that moment to be what defines the season. What bright spot, if any, can you take from Tuesday? Um, so we've, we've this kinda, did not age well this tweet. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily it was a it was a it was a a direct message, so nobody nobody sees it but me. This was obviously sent before the Newcastle match, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I I I had read it, but I still struggled to to really know what the positives what the positives were. I think I think that's probably the low point, right? Um, there's there's very little chance we have a moment when you take into consideration the the squad, the early sending off. Um, the injuries, the the late kind of drama with VAR and, and and Mike Dean and all that stuff. Like there's there's so much that went against us that day that I can kind of say I understand it. Um, I still don't. The the going back to the racism thing. I, I'm not that, that angers me more than anything else. And and if we can take anything from that, it's that we should find whoever that is and we should make sure that they know that that's not acceptable. And we should probably rally around uh, Yankovic and the other. Um, young black players in the team and, and let them know that we're there for them because by not doing, by not doing anything um, we do send a message and, and that's not okay with me. But um, I think the bright spot for me, and I'm going to, I'm just going to go with that is, is Kane Ramsey actually standing up at 20 years old and saying what he said on Instagram, uh, kind of combating that. And that shows me that Kane Ramsey has got something more to him than, than a lot of people do. And for me, that's that's good to know that he's in the squad and that he's around the team and he's going to be around now because we don't have another right back. And I think that's, for me, that's the positive. Um, I don't know if that's really a fair one, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I think that's, um, I, I like that. I think that's a, a, a great way of looking at it. No matter how much you're hurting as a Saints fan and a poor result, and yes, twice now that we've lost 9-0, if anyone, no one does it better than Saints. When you want to lose 9-0, no one does it better than us. But the way that someone has dealt with that emotionally, put it out on Twitter, attacking Netflix, uh, there's just no place for that. So we're all hurting, but to then use racism, just say what he said or message or he or, he or whatever. Yeah. There's just no place for that. And I think, yeah, the bright spot is this team is hurting. This team is low on confidence. But that is going to be, if anything's going to test us, it's this, it's this. 9-0, and then yeah. this loss against Newcastle. There's two ways it's going to go. Either Ralph's going to fix it, or we're going to implode. Uh, <laughs> and we'll find out, won't we? And, and that's the thing. Like it, it cannot get any worse, he says, than, than the 9-0. And this that's me loss knocking today, on wood. Where we, yeah, thank you. I've got a little table here. 
Uh, the, the, Pump it up first. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call an industry a callback. Um, I, yeah, very much so think that this is the turning point. It can't get any worse than that. We were top of the table at one point this season. What yeah. a, if, as a Saints fan, we know it's a roller coaster of emotions in a year, this season. Hey, this is, this is, if this is as worse as it feels, there's only one way to go from here. That's the problem. Absolutely. Uh, a couple more from Instagram. Saints Brass says, have you ever been given an item of clothing which you loved but had to return? Um, I don't know if these, any of these are inside jokes or not. but uh, Yep, okay. I know exactly what this one is. All right, go, go for it because I, I, I actually have some shorts that I got for, uh, for Christmas that I still need to take back because my thighs don't fit, but that's okay. Um, Your thighs don't fit. My thighs don't fit. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I want on my gravestone. My thighs don't fit. Um, <laughs> I did a uh, thank you very much Saints Brass I did a promotion for the new kit launch with um, the two legends of Southampton Matt McPherson and Franny Benali uh, Franny Benali is doing incredible charity work out there uh, he always deserves a shout out we got given some jackets to wear in the filming uh, we were at Romsey Town Football Club um, on the pitch and I got given a beautiful, and I mean beautiful, red Saints jacket, um, the whole Under Armour thing, even sewn in PD. I was official. That's my name, initials, Tom D. Sewn in, and uh, we were doing the filming, and Matt Lattis had his one initial sewn in, Franny had his, and we were in a porter cabin outside uh, at various points while we were waiting to film some stuff. And uh, I said, oh, I wonder if we get to keep these jackets and that. And uh, Matty was like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to keep these. And Panny was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the woman running the, the show said, oh, by the way, we're going to need those, uh, that top back from. And I was like, all right. And then I said to Matt Lapis and Franny in the port cabin, I said, oh, apparently we've got to give the jackets back. So Franny and Matty just looked at me in that kind of way, ambassadors of the club, legends of the club, and just went, no, we don't, Tom. And just put their jacket in their bag. And I, for the first <laughs> time in my life, I was just confident. I was like, if it's all right for Matty, and it's all right for Fanny. We were doing quizzes while we were waiting to film. I felt like I was with those guys. You know, got their WhatsApp numbers, whatever. I felt yeah. like part of the gang. And I took off my jacket, and I was like, you're right, guys. And I remember stuffing it into my bag, zipping it up, going, I'm out of here. Uh, and I got as far as uh, in my car, um, heading home, and I got a missed call. Which is basically saying, hey, Tom, just uh, curious, um, where's that? Did you leave the red jacket in the porter cabin? And I was like, uh, no, um, uh, no, I, I actually, oh, I forgot to hand it in. They're like, oh, yeah, if you could just hand it in to the, to the stadium on your way home, that'd be great. And I remember calling up Matty and saying, did you have to give your jacket back? And uh, all I got back in response was just laughing emoji. Um, we didn't get our ask for our jackets back, and I think what that does is just lets you know your level where yeah. you're at. And uh, I had to drive specifically to the stadium to hand that jacket back in for them to unpick the stitching yeah. of the PD off. And I was just like, just let me have the flipping jacket. Yeah, let me be cool. Let me be one of the guys for once. Yeah, because then so, yeah, it just that serves as a you know when you wear that jacket, you go, this is from when me. And Franny Benali and Matt Letizia got to sit there and do this and, and do all this stuff. And, and instead, no, I wonder if there's, is there anybody else at the club with the initials TD? They just hand it off. They already promised it somewhere. I can't. No, okay. no there wasn't. There isn't. I, I don't know if there ever been a, a TD player with initials. I can't 
think of any off the top of my head. Um, and so there's absolutely no need to give that jacket back. And I think what it does, it just reminds you, you're, you're not a legend like Matt Lefist or Funny Benali. <laughs> know your place, Tom Beaton. Even when I was doing matchday hosting, know your place. Um, yeah. You're in the dugout. Don't you dare talk to anyone. I watched the All or Nothing with Tottenham because in that match with Jose Mourinho, uh, Harry Kane came off injured. He pulled a hamstring, I think. And I was in the dugout, like in, in a tunnel, and I thought, I'd only maybe a month or two months before worked with Harry Kane and a uh, really nice guy. And I held the door open for him and I was thinking, I'm going to be in all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> in that sort of turning point. And what, it just serves to remind you, you know, hey, life can be crap sometimes. Yeah. And, um, I didn't get the jacket and Harry Kane, uh, when he went past me, it, it didn't get even aired. So let's okay. worry about it. So thank you very much, Saints Brass. Every time they remind me, it hurts a little very bit nice. more. Very nice of them. Uh, well, somebody thinks you're a legend. Southampton page says cracking guests. That's not a question, just the facts. Um, so, you know, they like you. Uh, I like you. Otherwise you wouldn't be back on. Um, somebody else who likes you, you've been doing some cooking. Um, says, uh, Forzy Present says, what do you make of reports calling you the Ainsley Harriet of Instagram? I like that. I, I'll take that. Uh, he was in very famously in Ready Steady Cook. That's uh, red peppers and green no, green peppers and red tomatoes. Um, I suddenly remembered Steve Forbes was on, uh, was he on Tipping Point? And he was on a show and one of his answers was he said blue peppers as his answer for a question. <laughs> Which blue peppers, that's not a thing. But anyway, uh, I'm happy to uh, pass the buck on on the jokes on him on that. And Ainsley Harriet saw me do stand-up comedy at the comedy store and uh, passed on to the security uh, guy called Mark uh, that I was really, really good. So, hey. I will take that. It's just a bit of fun. Steve Forbes and I doing the cook-along just breaks up the week. I like cooking. He likes cooking. Um, so look, any compliment, I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. I couldn't follow along on this one because I had to work um, and you guys were doing it. But uh, I did make the, uh, the curry from last year. It was very good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I did mess up uh, when adding the, uh, I think the second time I made it, I didn't add the coconut milk at the right time, but that's okay. Still, still well, well, the, well the, the thing is, Matt, like um, in, in anything, like Steve, <clears throat> I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, plays the straight guy and I'm the joker and I don't take it that seriously. He'll, if he says something that's mildly innuendo-like, I will be up, I'll be straight on that yeah. and make a little joke. Um, I think the last episode I said, you know, get your gal out for the lad. Little part, look, a throwaway joke, yeah. get your gal out for the lad. It was fun. Uh, he, he doesn't like, he likes to, be organized and serious. That's where we're kind of yin and yang. Mm -hmm. So we don't take it seriously. He takes it more seriously than I do, but I respect it because he actually is, I'd say, a better chef. I just enjoy the social opportunity to chat to people while we're doing it. My, uh, my cousin, my, we're closest in age of, all, of any of my, my family members. Um, he's taken to wearing his goggles when he cuts onions, which I think, like, I can't quite, <laughs> I can't respect that. No. I can't respect that. If you did it as like a as a gag, I would I would be okay with it. But like you do, you're supposed to cry, like it's supposed to hurt. Yeah, hey, listen, if you want to eat meat, there's that, that kind of saying you should be able to go out there and hunt. And if you want an onion, you got to go through some tears. Yeah, right. Yeah, like anything, it's worth the, it's worth the pain and effort. Let's finish. Let, let, let's let's go with these uh, these two questions that are on transfers and, and and looking forward, and then we'll follow. We'll finish off with some cooking, and then I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your your evening if you can call if, if it's if enjoyment, it's what's going to happen. So. Uh, Tom Mason, uh, been on the show recently, says, do you feel a clear out is necessary in the summer? 
If so, who should be sold? And I kind of chuckled when I read it because who's left? Like who's going to, who are we going to clear out? Right. But like, but at the same time, there are still players out on loan that probably just need to, to, to maybe go. But um, I guess, is there a player that you're looking at that you probably say, this is probably it for you? Tough one, isn't it? Southampton FC updates. There, there's someone that, that pop up every now and again. We have too many passengers for the situation we are in. But like you say, who are you going to get rid of? Who are you going to, uh, who's going to buy any of our players? It's hard enough to sell Wesley Hope. You know what I mean? To Lazio. Yeah. Do, you, do you want him? Oh no, he's had a terrible game. You won't even pay five million for him. Lamina, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, you know what? What's happening with? Uh, um, Mo uh, at Celtic. Where's he going? You know, oh, we've, yeah. got, we've got players that just can't, no one's willing to pay for. Right. Even Celtic weren't willing to pay for Forster. It's yeah. Any of them, any of them that you don't think are going to cut the mustard, out of all of them, I feel like um, one of the goalkeepers has got to go at, at some point. Just economically, you can't pay yeah. Forster that much money and him not be the number one keeper. Sure. So I'd, I'd say Forster's got to go because of how much he's, he's hemorrhaging uh, us financially. Just right. look at the reports that came out. Yeah, one of the goalkeepers has got to go. If you look at the players who were either signed or signed long-term extensions underneath the previous regime, the previous hierarchy, those are severely impacting what we can do now. And it, and we, we criticized it then because you kind of look and went like, well, is that really the right move? But it's now that we're actually seeing Ralph is, is having to suffer through that, right? And so until, and some of those the guys, because they're not really good enough, they didn't deserve that money. And, I, and that probably sounds harsh, but we just, the, the, the market was inflated and we paid too much and all that other stuff. But now nobody's going to take them from us for that money. So we have to either just eat the cost, which is tough to do when the, when the owner is not shelling out money constantly. Um, and we just have to kind of wait uh, for, for that to pass. And it sucks. But it's, it's kind of, I don't really know how else to put it. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, people say maybe this time last year were saying, Vestergaard, oh, he's like an oil rig turning. We can't be keeping this guy. He is, get him out. And now we're saying this guy is so sorry. Can't wait to get him back in the lineup, right? We need it, him back. It, yeah, I, I, I agree that Bufal, it was, it was time for Bufal to, to move on. You know, like what would we do if Danny Ings goes? What, what are we realistically going to do um, with... Uh, exactly, dog barking in the background. Yeah, what if Danny Ings goes? You know, how do That's we the equivalent of all of us on Twitter after the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre one. Like, like, as a business, they have to be economical. And yet, at the same time, you cannot spend that much money on Salisu and him not be ready to play. There is, that is, that's a wasted... And I might eat my words in two years' time when we're selling him on, I don't know, for, Barcelona or Real Madrid for, for 30 million. Fine. But if he is not the answer now, why spend that money when we could have had someone else in who is a let's play now? This guy's ready. And yet we have to understand the Saints fans where we're at. We're getting sloppy seconds from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Minamino, we don't want him. Do you want him? All right. We'll make it work. Yeah. We are that team that either produces youngsters that we end up having to like let go, say like potentially Josh. Sims at some point that yeah. no one will pay money for. Harrison Reed, we moved on to Fulham. Matt Target to Villa. Or we have players that we think are going to be gems that, do, that no one wants to pay for right. other than us. So yeah. that's where we're at. We have to understand where we're at. 
if we can get some big wages off the, the books, maybe we can bring in some sloppy seconds that will be better. Well, we've seen the conveyor belt go from Celtic to us to either Spurs or Liverpool. And then we've seen it come back the other way now uh, on the loan system. And then we've actually loaned, you know, loaned several players to Celtic. Liverpool now loaning players to us. Now we bought Danny Ings and all the stuff. So that's, that's there. It's not necessarily great, but it's there. Um, one question on Gareth Bale says, with limited success at Spurs currently, do you think a return to Saints is possible? I'm going to say no. Um, I don't really know. I don't really, I can't see that happening. Uh, although his facial expression when he was uh, walking away from Jose Mourinho the other night was, was great. Uh, there's no way you can live that one down. That's going to cause some, I want to see the all or nothing uh, where, where Jose addresses that. But other than that, I don't, I don't think it's happening. No, I, I, I don't think so either. And at the same time, would we want someone like I'm not saying like he's a phenomenal talent when he's on form? Sure. But do we want someone like that? It, it's bad enough since Danny Ings has been talked about leaving. Our results have been pretty whack. <laughs> no, they, yeah. it, it's been like this. Un, oh no, what's happening? You know, it's, we're a bit unsettled. We don't need more um, players or anything unsettling uh, this shaky team at the moment. We, we we just don't need that extra attention. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think we need the added pressure. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change up this last question just a little bit, um, just to kind of bring it all back together. Uh, so Al Capone156 sends us two questions uh, related to cooking. And I'm going to say, um, if you could cook a meal for nine people at Southampton, nine, so coaching staff, presenting staff, players, nine people, who's at the table and what are you making? Wow. And wow again. Um, okay, um, nine people. I feel like I'd have the Jokers there. Ryan Bertrand was good fun. So was Nathan Redmond. Danny Ings is hilarious. Uh, che Adams was good fun. We did a, a quiz, which will never be aired, unfortunately, because the internet was really bad. I would just have Jokers there. Uh, I couldn't not have Steve Forbes. Uh, Kenzie would be uh, good value as well. It's five and six. Um, Oh, you're counting down. Um, I would also, Stuart Armstrong, I did, a, I did a, an advert with Stuart Armstrong, Angus Gunn, James Woodhouse, and Danny Ings last season. And the way they rip on Stuart Armstrong, they're all doing their Scottish impression. Ooh, Stuart, Stuart. Like, that <laughs> will never see the light of day. But very funny, Stuart Armstrong is a, is a really good uh, laugh. And I'll throw in James Woodhouse. I wouldn't throw in Angus Gunn. He was miserable. Um, and um, just talked about Norwich the whole time. Do I have to cut uh, that out? <laughs> Can I leave that in? No, leave it in. I don't care. <laughs> and um, I won't get put back again with him. And um, uh, he was just a bit miserable, and everyone knew. Well, it. I mean, but, if it comes down to it, just get inside. He's got reach on you, but that's it. You got him. Oh, he won't be at Saints anymore. We all know that. And uh, and I think uh, how many is that? Is that, is that that's eight? eight. And I'd have Ralph there. But then would Ralph ruin the vibe? Or, you know, because I think Ralph, on good form, is a real joker. I like his sense of humor. He's great. But is he going to be like the school teacher when he's there, everyone's on edge? Um, actually, do you know what? I'd have, um, I'd have, uh, name escapes me. Do you know what? No, I will. I'll have Ralph. I'll have okay. Ralph there. All right. Fine. All right. There's your nine. I like it. Right. What are you making Because uh, you live too far away, Matt. You live too far away there. Please. It's okay. It's weird. And what would I serve up? Something um, edible, hopefully. Uh, maybe I'd make fresh uh, homemade uh, tortellini like I did the other night on the tip along. 
uh, but I will do a lot more prep rather than try and do it live and it just goes on forever to roll out the pasta. So some fresh tortellini football players eat pasta, right? So it'll be fine. Yeah, I think it's good. I, th- I like it. Um, well, and I just want to say thank you for, uh, for doing this. Thanks for uh, making us laugh. Uh, if people want to follow along with Cook Along with Stephen Tom, they, they just have to follow you along on Instagram. Um, it is a good time. I am not a chef, um, but there is cooking happening right now uh, in, in the kitchen. Uh, what, do you, what are you making? Pretzel bites for the Super Bowl, which uh, they're good. They're, they're very good. The neighbor down the street, um, very nice German lady, just keeps giving us dough and we have to do stuff with it. So it's, it's quite nice. Um, and that's not money. You mean actual dough? No, actual dough. Yes. Damn. Like, um, that's annoying. Yeah. Uh, you said it, not me. And I'm not going to yeah. repeat it because I'll get, I'll get hit because she's a very uh, nice German lady, but that still makes her mean. Um, and so, yeah. yeah well, and so, I mean, life is good. Uh, I enjoy talking to you, but people can follow along on Instagram um, and links to your Twitter and everything are there. The, you're presenting F1 eSports that's going to run um, you know, tomorrow, which is after we're talking, and then also the next couple of, um, there are times in the future, so they can look out for that. And um, I got about probably 30 seconds before the, the mixer starts. So uh, uh, thanks, well, thanks a lot, well, Ben. Well, listen, thank you very much. And you know what? Uh, if anyone wants to reach out, um, hey, we're all in this together at St. Francis. We're one family. Um, so yeah, it's beautiful. I'm going to sit right here and yell at them the same way I was yelling at the TV by just yelling to put it in the mixer um, as time <laughs> winds down. So uh, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Take care, guys. that does it for this week's episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Special thanks goes out to this week's guest, Tom Deacon. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram. The links are in the show notes. Uh, if you don't follow him already, you should, because even if Saints aren't doing well, uh, he's still a lot of fun to listen to, a lot of fun to be around, uh, at least virtually, because we can't actually see people right now. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, thank you to Tom for putting up with... Uh, the games we had to talk about, the matches we had to talk about, because uh, they weren't that great. And then the tangents I wanted to go down because I didn't want to talk about the matches because they weren't that great. So just thanks for being uh, a, a real trooper and um, you know, laughing at my jokes even though they aren't funny. Special thanks also goes out to all of you for listening. Um, I just really appreciate it. So just want to say thank you. And also to the partners of the show, the Southampton page on Twitter. You should follow them to keep you up to date with everything going on around the club. And also the Saints Archive, where you can get in touch with the history, the culture of the club. If you join the Facebook group, you could find yourself on a Friday night, uh, you know, messaging back and forth, chatting with uh, a former Saints player. It is a lot of fun. Um, just watch how much you drink and what you say, because, uh, you know, they're really nice. So don't just be nice. Be nice. the show is done by matt beeling of the we are southampton page on instagram all music comes courtesy of the free music archive at freemusicarchive.org the intro song is epic song by box cat games and the end of show credits that you listen to right now is aim is true by Pottington bear if you're enjoying the show please consider leaving a review on itunes or wherever you listen uh, share it with a friend 
all of that stuff helps very much. If you're really enjoying it, uh, patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. You can help make sure that this thing keeps going. All right, we'll be back next week. And uh, until then, remember that together, march on.